Welcome to the Gone Girl Show with Bree and C, a podcast to help you grow in all areas of life, but first towards Christ. Welcome to the Gone Girl Show with Bree and C. How are you doing, C? I'm doing great, Bree. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Earlier today, I was listening to um, Andy Minio and Words Words Plays. I think that's how you say his name. Um, their new song, Judo, is really good. I really um, enjoy listening to it. They're actually coming out with a joint mixtape. Um, it comes out August 4th, so I would definitely recommend uh, checking that out. They had a song um, together called Martinelli's, which is pretty funny. It's about like the Christian turn up. So, oh it's... wow, I gotta check that out. <laughs> I'm all about the turn up, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny because they're using a uh, Martinelli's to uh, uh, help them celebrate their good night that they're having. Oh. So, it's it's That's... pretty funny song. So. Uh, definitely check that out if you haven't heard of them and check out the new mixtape they have coming out. Sounds like good music coming out. Definitely will check them out. Yes, it's called Magic and Bird. It's kind of an homage to um, that that early basketball era, Larry Bird and um, Magic Johnson. On the Mm -hmm. cover, um, I think it's the cover, or the cover art for at least one of the singles. It has them in the the tracksuits from back in the day. Yes. Are the windbreaker tracksuits? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's funny, but um the but the music is is funny as well. So it's their personalities are really funny and it comes across in their okay. songs. So definitely uh recommend checking them out. Sounds good. We'll do. So in this episode I just wanted to um go over a theological term. I might start doing that in some episodes just to um, share them with you all. I'm learning, I'm still learning about a lot of, a lot of these terms and it's, 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 uh, it'd be interesting to share them all with you and, and see what you all think of them as well. Bree, I love when you teach. I love when you break down those theological things because you do it in such a great way so I believe our listeners appreciate it I do even though I'm recording with you I'm listening in and I'm like oh you just draw me in so it's always a treat to hear you <laughs> well today's term of the day is <laughs> yes. Amago day see and that rhymes kind of <laughs> see? see what I mean you do it so effortlessly that's what I'm talking about you have come you, and you deliver Amago have, day have you heard of Amago day I have not until you just said it. Amago Day. <laughs> Amago Day is a Latin term. Um, it means the image of God. And of course, um, we know that Christians, well, not just Christians, all men are made in, all men and women are made in the image of God. And there's a few definitions out there, and I'm just going to read um, John Piper's definition. He is um, the founder of Desiring God Ministries. He's a, a great preacher. Um, definitely check out his, his website. His, he has so many different sermons on so many topics. Um, he's a, his uh, resources are, are really good to, to use. He said the Imago Day is that in man which constitutes him as he whom God loves. And the foundation of Imago Day comes from Genesis 126 
and 27, which reads, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And high level, Imago Dei shows us that we aren't just animals that God created. Yes, he, um, during the creation, he created all the things on the earth and he created all the animals in the, in the water, in the oceans. But man, when he created man, we were set apart. Man was created with the capacity to love, with the capacity to understand and to be responsible for his his actions. Animals, they live and work off of instinct. Um, see, you have a dog. You know, your dog, if you put food in front of your dog, he's going to go for it without even oh, yes, thinking about it. Animals, he sure will. Yes, animals just operate off of instinct not off of I mean they have a, a somewhat of a degree of knowing what right and wrong is they know yeah. if someone's yelling at them uh, which I hopefully you don't have to yell at your dog too much but they they know but they're not they don't have the capacity like we do as people um, knowing right from wrong and um, they don't do things for a moral moral purposes or to um, get closer to God like we do. Yes, we see animals, sometimes they do these um, great things. Um, we see the animal that rescues a person or things like that. But they're still, they're doing those things off of off of instinct. And as, as people, there are certain things that God placed in us that separates us from, from animals. And this value that God gave us it's not just based off of things that we do. It's just us being made in the likeness of God. And Imago Day is very important because it really sounds like the, the basic basics of human rights. Like knowing that because someone is made in the image of God, imagine how that would impact you know, wars, people who are fighting against each other, if we would just stop and recognize that, okay, this person is made in God's likeness. I'm made in God's likeness. Like, all these things we um, use to separate us, all these things that cause division, um, race, gender, if we would see that because we're made in the image of God and we have souls, and there are even um, passages or, or stories that say we we our our soul our body is just something that we have so if we would recognize you know the souls and people and know that we are all you know ultimately the same um, we have the same organs we have the same things underneath our body and that should um, cause us to value each other we're all made in this image that God gave us right. and when we think about all these um, things that happen as a result of people um, not observing the the human rights the basic rights of others. We have, like I said earlier, wars and issues that happen and unfortunate things like that that go on. How, if those people would recognize Imago Dei and people, how that would just change change the world. 
So it's definitely something we should um, take into consideration and pray that just people around the world would start recognizing. And even in our day-to-day lives, like I find Imago Day to be both um, empowering and humbling, even at the same time. It can be empowering because you realize that, yes, everyone was made in God's image, mm-hmm. including you. So those people you look up to are you might be intimidated by, you know, God took the same time to make them as he made you. They're not any better than you. So you don't have to feel less of yourself. You don't have to feel insecure. You don't have to feel intimidated by meeting people. I know when I, sometimes when I go to events and I see people, sometimes they might be scared to approach someone because, oh, this person has a platform or this person is so well known. And even as an introvert, like I was at an event and I went to someone who was very well known, but I felt like I, this person was my, just my brother in Christ. Right. Like, we were, we got, got made us the same. Like, yes, this just, this person, yes, he does these things and he has this platform, but we're, we're both, you know, created by the same God. We're both, both human. Like he's just, this person just has a, a bigger platform to me. And I just didn't mm-hmm. feel intimidated. Even as, as an introvert, it was kind of funny because I realized I'm usually, yeah, I'm, I'm a acquired a person, but that doesn't, um, stop me from being able to approach someone and thinking that they're better than me. I, I feel like whatever that person has, it shouldn't intimidate me to the point where I can't go speak to them. That's um, right. We're both um, humans created in the likeness of God. Amen. But at the same time, I can't look down on other people as well, knowing that especially those who are less fortunate, um, those people are made an image of God as well. Those people who are hungry, those people who might be suffering for for other reasons, um, things that they're going through, it should humble me to want to help them and see the value in those people. I should have compassion for them because they are made in the image of God. Unfortunately, there are places in the world where these people, people are being marginalized because of of where they're from or uh, for different um, factors. But the value that they have as being made in the likeness of God would be recognized. Um, that would really impact, you know, their situation. It would um, be more open to helping people and loving others, recognizing right. that we're all, you know, God's children. When you mentioned that example about the Imago Day, the first half, what came to me is like the boldness of Christ. The mm-hmm. second part you described to me was like the meekness of Christ, that humble part in which you said earlier, Imago Day is humbling. So I think you brought it full circle, the boldness portion of it and the humbling part of it. And I think the world, I agree with you, needs so much more of that. Yes, definitely. And and that's very high level. And I'll put some links in the show notes to some other uh, resources on Imago Day. I just want to introduce that term to you if you um, were familiar with it or not familiar with it. It's definitely... A, a good term to know, especially when we're dealing with um, issues in America with like racial tension and uh, racial unity and reconciliation. Those who are Christians that are you know fighting for racial equality, you might hear that term used a lot. And hopefully this uh, will help you. You'll understand what it means and uh, you'll be able to understand what they're talking about more. And just knowing that, you know, God loves us all. 
and yes. he he made us in his image and like I said earlier that shouldn't intimidate us from being able to approach other people or cause us to look to look down on others as well and there are lots of scriptures out there that talk about the importance of love we can't say we love God and hate our brother or sister and mm-hmm. we see that God gave these people value he he you know he saw that it was good to create us and each and every one of us and make us unique and when we you know when we don't love someone or we have animosity towards them we're discrediting that value in a way so we definitely want to remember that everyone is made in in the image of God and that Imago Day it can really shape well, I know we talked in a few episodes ago about our worldviews and having a biblical worldview. Well, certain things, um, it will change how we see um, things like marriage, um, civil rights, and other um, hot topics, controversial topics. Um, it will change how we see those things when we recognize the value of people. It's silly for me to think I can downplay my brokenness. Especially because this broken world is only an extension of me, all of it, the racism, prejudice, and most of all is me thinking I can be anyone's savior. How can I save someone when I need so much saving myself? See, I've come to acknowledge that our perspective is so minute. It's so very skewed. It twists the way that we see all creation, the creator, and especially how I see myself. Is it really possible that you can see my mistakes in such a microscopic detail, but your love for me is still so macro? I feel so ashamed of myself, too ashamed to even open my mouth to worship, but to not worship such a beautiful savior is an even greater offense. So help me to take my perspective off of my flaws and set them on the perfect love of my God. You look down on me, never look down on me. You love me better than I love myself. You see my flaws and you love me through them all. Your love amazes me, I'm constantly in awe. You look down on me, you never look down on me. You love me better than I love myself. You see my flaws, and you love me through them all. Your love amazes me, constantly in your passions for me are unchanging and your love for me is never failing and the fight for my soul is prevailing and you're calling me to come so I will That was a Osiris Speaks poem, Love's Perspective, featuring Daniel Kelly from his album Perspectives. You can find more poetry from Cyrus on his website, cyrusspeaks.com. That's C-Y-R-U-S speaks.com. Cyrus was one of the open mic performers at Rhetoric, July 28th in California. 
Rhetoric is the largest annual spoken word event in the world and is hosted by Passion for Christ Movement, a.k.a. P4CM. If you didn't attend or catch the live stream, the poems are usually posted on P4CM's YouTube channel a few weeks after the show. We'll definitely be reposting them on our social media, so be sure to follow us at Go and Grow Show if you're not already. Do you still wish you could see the poets live? Well, you're in luck. Some of them will have a tour in the fall called the Poets in Autumn Tour. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Visit thepiatour.com to see when they will be near you. Now, back to the show. Call on the name of the Lord and he will lift you up. Guys, we do not serve a practical God. I serve a spiritual, mighty God named Jesus. And if you don't know him, I will introduce you to him today. Some people may feel like the quote unquote church has put Jesus in chains, meaning that they may make Jesus seem so far away with all these rules and restrictions that you may feel like, man, bump this. This is like so hard. In our last episode, if you remember, Brie talked about how she went to different concerts and traveled and is living her life God's way. And she's having fun while doing it. And that's what we're about. That's what we want to promote. You can be a follower of Christ. You can be a Christian and still have fun. Now, I've been praying, and I'm definitely not going to take for granted that this vehicle and this gift that God has given both myself and Bree to use our voices on this podcast for granted. It's a gift and a powerful tool and a ministry that God has given us as we're using our giftings to glorify him, not about us. It's all about him. And we do track our shows and we get to see where our audience may be listening to us from. And we've mentioned before on previous podcasts or previous podcasts that we have nations all over the world who tune in into this podcast. And I'm extremely grateful for that because God has placed in my heart a sincere love for the nation. It wasn't by mistake that God allowed me to be birthed by two parents from Haiti and my birth to take place here in the United States. God always has a plan. The God I serve is very strategic. I'm not going to take for granted that every listener under the sound of my voice is saved and has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I'm so thankful that you have tuned in to this podcast today, whether you're a Christian or not. Now, as Christians, we have been commanded by God to love everyone. And you may be listening to me saying, see, you don't know the life I've lived. You don't know what I've done. You may be thinking to yourself, how can your God love me? Because you may have been struggling with homosexuality, bisexuality, or you may be a man or woman who may have an issue or an addiction to porn and our strip clubs. That may not be your area of struggle. You may be listening to, your, to me right now and saying to yourself, okay, I've heard about your Jesus, but I've not seen him move in my life. So I'd rather just trust the universe, which is becoming very popular right now, by the way. Oh, yeah. Or mm-hmm, a lot of that's going on. Um, some of you might think I'd rather trust an astrologer or get into an astrology and psychics about my future. At least they'll have, you know, they'll be able to tell me something right then and there. You may be listening, thinking to yourself, I've trusted Jesus before, but I'm struggling to pay my bills and I can't make ends meet. So where's your God? 
Have you ever heard anyone have those kind of struggles, Brie? Oh, yeah. I've, and especially on social media, people have been citing, you know, the universe for everything. And I'll just, I just want to be like, well, who made the universe? Like, right. we, we limit ourselves when we credit the universe or <laughs> pray to the universe. And I say we as in people on social media or people around. Yeah. I can't remember. I've heard the universe a lot. Law of attraction. Um, synchronicity. There's a lot of new age stuff out there right now that people just kind of feel like Jesus isn't tangible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't want to be like the church folk here on this podcast. I want to be and demonstrate to you we're true believers in Christ. We want to demonstrate Christ's anointing while here on earth. And the anointing is Jesus's burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. And if you're struggling with any of those areas I mentioned, whether it be, you know, the whole thing about the whole new age universe, psychics, or porn, strip clubs, well, that's known as a stronghold and a yoke. And if you're struggling with that, Jesus doesn't want you to be bound to that. As I mentioned before, the true and living God, the God that I serve, he is strategic. And it's not by accident that you're listening in. First and foremost, I want to let you all know, Jesus Christ loves you. You may have heard that before, but it's true. And yes, you, you, and you, despite what you've done, he loves you. Whether you've accepted him as savior or not, he still loves you. The word of God says that for believers, Jesus is at the right hand of the father interceding for us. So because me, C and Bree, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our savior. We do not have to pray to a saint, to a sinner, or bring a sacrificial offering before the father. No more slaying of lambs. No more. I don't have to slay a horse or bring any sacrifice to him because Jesus is that offering and through him I make my petitions known meaning I make my prayers known to him and you know I know our human minds can't understand the whole concept or the the realization of the trinity the father the son and the holy spirit but it is real he is real now I have not seen him but my faith I know that Jesus He is alive and real. The God I serve is stronger than the occult, stronger and bolder than any witch or warlock. The God I serve is stronger than voodoo, stronger than black magic or white magic, and even stronger than Santeria. And if you're listening now and have gotten involved in any of those things, renounce them and repent to be set free in Jesus' name. Now, if you were introduced to the occult as a kid and you are still in bondage, don't think your life has to remain that way. Don't believe that you are cursed because that was your past. Renounce those activities and let Jesus Christ set you free from that spiritual darkness and wickedness. And I know at times it's not easy being a Christian. I'll be honest. I'll be real. Sometimes it's not, but it's certainly not boring and it's certainly worth it. Some people may have said to you, man, you know what? 
being a Christian, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't fornicate, sleep around. That's whack. Like, what am I going to do? Well, no, it's not whack. The word of God has been established to give us good direction and guidance while on earth. God wants the very best for us. Right. And one other thing. Oh, go ahead. Are we going to say oh, something? Oh, I was just going to say, right. He gives us boundaries for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even scriptures that say, like, his, the things he gives us aren't irksome or burdensome. Therefore, are good. Um, these boundaries, they have, they serve a purpose. You might feel like you're missing out on things, but the more you get into the word and you see how um, it's going to help you in the long run, you might feel like you're missing out. But Christians, we're called to be set apart. We're called to be on the narrow road. And obviously, all we see with our physical eyes, you know, we live in a, as they say, a post-Christian culture. So obviously, the Christian values aren't going to be seen day to day. But like you said, it's just by living by faith and knowing that, you know, God, these things that God gives us to do, they aren't so that we miss we're missing out, but the boundaries, we enjoy things better within the context of God's boundaries. Amen. Doing things the way he would have us to do them. Absolutely. I agree. 100% free. And some of us who have been in the church probably have witnessed this where I have seen this. I've seen some Christians treat Jesus like he's a genie and he's not, you know, they're believing for certain things that, may or may not be in his will and just that just magically saying in the name of Jesus is supposed to happen. No, no, no. Yeah. I've seen that so many times and God's responses to our prayers may come in the form of a no, a wait, or the prayer may be answered instantly, but he is not a genie. God moves according to your faith. If you doubt him or think small, then you will see the manifestations of that. Remember, we are in no position to dictate to how God should orchestrate our lives. He has the best plan for us. His will is far greater and better than we can imagine. So Jesus is waiting on you. He wants to kick it with you. He wants a true relationship with you. And he's waiting on you to call out to him so he can be Lord over your life. Just like when you're in a relationship with someone, you get to know them, they start to grow on you, the relationship is evolving, and before you know it, you really get to know how that person operates. It's kind of like how it is with God. You spend time with him. You spend time in his word, and you get to know him by Holy Spirit, who will speak to you and your spirit man in the form of his peace or lack thereof. But if you don't know Jesus, if you don't spend time with him, you won't know how that feels. Before we were all born, God, the Father, sent his holy son, Jesus, his only son, Jesus, to earth to die on a cross for all of our sins. And he rose from the dead to set us free. He's the only true and living God who took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and rose from the dead. And Bree, do you mind reading Revelations one eighteen? Sure. And I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and of Hades. 
Amen. And if for those that may not know that Hades is also known as hell. So salvation, how do you get it and how do you do it? And what salvation is, is the acceptance of Jesus Christ into your heart. Before I share with you how to accept Jesus in your heart, I want you to, I want to let you know that heaven is real and so is hell. Bree, do you mind reading Romans chapter 6, verse 23? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So the consequences of not accepting Christ as Lord over your life is going to hell for eternity. Hell is hot. Your soul, which is your feeler, your thinker, and chooser of who you are, will be there in eternity burning. And some people say, oh, you don't feel it because it's not your flesh there. It's your soul. That's the one that can feel everything. So even as I'm speaking, there's some people in hell right now wishing they could get just a drop of sweat to drink. The worst part about hell is you are apart from God for eternity. Gnashing of teeth, meaning grinding of teeth, wailing, crying, tormenting screams. And while in hell, hell, you can't accept Jesus in your heart there. It'll be too late. That chance has passed. The decision to go to heaven or hell must be made now while you're alive and on earth. Heaven is real. And hell is not God's best for us. But heaven is. The benefits of accepting Jesus is priceless. And there's so many great things to mention about that. But going to heaven is the gift God gives his children for believing in him and accepting Jesus in your life. In heaven, we will have constant fellowship with Jesus, the one who died and rose for us. We will see our loved ones who accepted Christ as Lord, and we will no longer have to worry about pain or sickness. We will no longer have to worry about Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, police brutality, racism, all this kind of garbage going on on earth. No more. But we will be in the presence of the one who is the Prince of Peace and will be in the presence of love at all times with our Lord and Savior Jesus. So, are you ready to join this journey of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord? Well, where you'll, in your life, you'll have the authority over sickness and disease by his blood and the authority he has given to each believer that will belong to you. Are you ready to have constant access to Holy Spirit, our comforter, who will never, ever leave you? Are you ready to, to have 24-7 access to be able to call on the name of Jesus no matter where you are, and most importantly, if God were to call you home today after listening to this podcast, you would know 100% for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, so you'll be able to go to heaven for eternity and be told, well done, thy good and faithful servant. It's simple, actually. You don't have to know a lot of scriptures. Some people think, oh, I haven't been to church in so long. I don't know what 
scriptures. No, it's not by works. You don't have to know a lot of scriptures except Jesus. And you don't have to have attended church every Sunday to accept him. He's waiting on you. Just come as you are. Bree, do you mind reading Romans 10, 9 and 10? That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So we at the Go and Grow Show will guide you into accepting Jesus Christ into your heart. Are you ready? I'm going to say the prayer of salvation, and that includes you repenting, and you just repeat after Bree and I, and you'll be welcomed into the body of Christ. Are you ready? Repeat after me. Okay, great. Father, I know that I have broken your laws. Father, I know I have broken your law. And my sins have separated me from you. And my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry. I am truly sorry. And now I want to turn away from my past. And now I want to turn away from my past. I want to turn away from my sinful life and come towards you. I want to turn away from my sinful life and come towards you. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And help me avoid sinning again. And help me avoid sinning again. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins. I believe that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. I believe that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And I believe he is alive and hears my prayer now. And I believe that he is alive and hears my prayer now. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life. To rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. To rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you. And to do your will for the rest of my life. And to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yay! Welcome to the body of Christ. (laughs) If you said that prayer and believed in your heart and soul with conviction, you are now saved. And you know what? The Word of God says that the angels in heaven are rejoicing right now because you've accepted him as Lord and Savior over your life. So let's continue this week with a bang and continue on to this praise party. Now you have accepted Jesus fresh and new and great things are to come for his glory. Well, I want to say that we love each and every one of you and are so grateful that you now have a spot in heaven. Hit us up, write us on social media and let us know If you just accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, tell us your story. How did it feel? What made you want to turn your life around? We would love to hear it. Yes, we would love to hear it. And we would definitely encourage you to get involved in a a church, a local church, where you can have fellowship and um, keep growing in Christ. 
um, where you can get um, get surrounded with people who are going to help you um, in your journey and you you can learn you know what your spiritual gifts are what are things that will help you um, help you grow in the body and help you grow others in the body and continue on your walk people who are going to hold you accountable um, and help you not to backslide or to um, go go back in your ways I mean even though we'll never be perfect we shouldn't especially once we've have confessed Jesus as Lord now we are um, I don't know if it's the right word um, we're accountable more so for what we're doing we we know we know we've sinned and we know we don't want to abuse the grace that God has has given us so we want to as as I think in Luke chapter 3 says we want to have the fruit in our repentance we want to keep growing and growing we are running a race we are running on it's a it's a journey I mean it's a long uh race that we run but um we have the holy spirit to help us to lead us and guide us and people around us can help hold us accountable as well and yes you prayed a prayer and that's great but um you also confessing with your mouth and like we read earlier the second half is believing in your heart so you definitely want to establish a relationship with God establish reading your Bible establish a life of prayer so you keep that you learn and you keep God's perspective I think that's important um, I know for me as I've grown in the word like God as he reveals things to you you see things um, from his perspective and that helps you in perspective it, it helps you you're not going to let's see if I can say it you're not going to reverence him if you're not learning about him if that makes sense if you are still you know in the world kind of seeing all the things that are going on in the world and you're filled with you know worry because you see what's going on in the news or anything and but you're not you know in the word learning how you know God's in control of things and God tells us not to worry seeing things from his perspective you're not going to reverence him as reverence him as much if you're not learning about him so definitely get into fellowship get accountability and grow in your relationship with christ i think that's important as well amen absolutely so we here at the go and grow show we want to let you know that we love you and we're so proud of each and every one of you who have accepted jesus christ as lord and savior over your life and we're here to encourage you this podcast is a ministry to encourage you in your walk with Christ. Know that you're not alone. You have other believers who are praying for you and supporting you. This walk is not meant to be solo. We're relationship beings. So once again, we love you. God bless you. And now go out in the world for Christ with a bang. Yes. Yes. We know that God has placed um, talents in you that the world is waiting for. So go out. And go and grow. Yes. And we want to close out this episode with another poem from Cyrus. It kind of combines the two things we were talking about, Imago Day and salvation. Um, his poem is called The Gospel. Thank you again for listening 
to this episode and welcome if you have accepted Christ while you were listening to this episode. So we just thank you. In the beginning, God created every single thing, every universe and planet, galaxy, seen or unseen, the stars and the sun that reflect the light of his glory. He even predestined the end, but this is the beginning of the story. He made the earth habitable, filling it with so many creatures. The mountains and the valleys and the oceans were its features, but he wanted a feature to put his full glory on display. So from the dirt of the earth, he made man on the sixth day. Inhale. Exhale. Man comes to life when God puts breath in him. He sees everything and is amazed by the mystery of the wind, the food, the fruits, the coolness of the waters. Oh, there's no greater joy than being in love with the Father. The Father gave man and woman dominion over the earth, over the animals, their health. They could speak blessings or curse, but their worth wasn't found in their limited authority. No, they had worth because they were in the image of the king. He said, I am the true vine, so stay rooted in me. Everything you see is yours, but your offering to me is that tree. So don't touch it, because if you do, death is what you will see. So just stay faithful to me, both you and Eve. God told the stars to shine. The stars shined and said amen. God told the mountains to rise, so the mountains jumped up and said amen. God commanded all of creation, and creation said amen. God told man don't touch, and man responded with sin. So sin spreads through nature. Creature hates creator. Love offered man declines. Satan was Dr. Frankenstein. Man becomes monster, spirit deformed like Igor. We taste sin and rebellion and want more and more, more and more, more and more. Rapings, lyings, murders, wars. We gave our authority over to the deceiver which inadvertently made him become our leader. The curse sunk into the earth, now we have tsunamis and hurricanes. And we dare point our fingers at God because of our tragedies when we're the ones to blame. God desired to be with us and he would if he could, but his good light can't mix with the dark in us that's no good. So he raised up holy men, seeds of Abraham, with kings, priests, and prophets. He made a covenant that he would dwell with them if they would deal with their sin. And the wages of sin is death, so they sacrificed many limbs, I mean lambs, sheep, bulls, and goats. But their sins were too many. Their sacrifices gave no hope, no pope, but their access to God was only through the high priest. So you knowing God personally was highly unlikely. Your diseases and curses would rule over you. No Holy Spirit to be the comforter in whatever you're going through. Enslaved to the commandments, no power to overcome your sinning. The opposite of Charlie Sheen, because we were so far from winning. But God, God in his genius had a contingency plan. He said, I want you something like Uncle Sam. He said, your sins are too great for the sacrificing of goats. Your distress is too much. You need my spirit for your hope. Your authority has been stripped and needs to be reinstated. Your heart is twisted, black, enslaved, and needs to be emancipated. I'm proclamating you need a sacrifice similar to you but sin-free, born of a virgin, all God but still able to bleed. He must know your temptations and weaknesses but overcome you all. He must understand why you stumble so he can free you from your fall. He must live perfectly holy to strip hell and death of their key. But none of your holy men can cut it, so the sacrifice will have to be me, my son. See, our sin was so great that the sacrifice could only be God. 
For he so loved the world, and I know this sounds odd. He knew our hate was so great that we would kill he who was loved. So after Gethsemane, we beat him like some thugs, bruised his face for our iniquities, chastised him for our peace, ripped into his back 39 times with lashes for our 39 major diseases. God's wrath for our sin poured on him like some gravy. Blood, sweat, and tears filled his eyes at the mockers he was gazing. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? His heartbeat was rushing, crown of thorns giving him concussion. But little do we know for our sakes it pleased God to crush him, and he died. It baffles me how often we love to mention that he died. Because he got to prove that he was God when he came back like surprise. See, we praise him because he died, but we worship him because he rose. Any good man can die, but only God tells death no and takes death blows. So understand that now death knows, so you can be hot or cold or be gargled and blowed. Jesus, not Regis, but he's got me feeling like a millionaire. God died for his enemy just to make us his heir to his family. I'm not stammering, but I'm at a loss for words. My vocabulary won't stop my praise because that will be absurd. So help me scream, help me clap, help me praise, help me dance. Join me as I praise God. Let's praise the Son of Man. Follow us on social media. Check out our website at www.goandgrowshow.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our handle is Go and Grow Show. Please don't forget to leave us an iTunes review and remember, share the fun and share our episodes with family, friends, coworkers, or anyone that wants to be encouraged.